Pretty appreciated the service so far. I would like to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Gerald made mention of missing the mark and he made mention of sin as, as, as being tempted into the, to sin, as um, be drawn away of our own lust. And if he was to ask us what our lusts are, would we be honest? I don't know what yours is, but um, I would guess it's centered around those three things that it mentions later, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But anyways, in 1 Samuel 17, it talks about David slaying his, his giant. And what is your giant in your life? What is that? That, um, that, that, that sin in your life that has kept you from growing in your spiritual walk. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at... Uh, Sokoth, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched near Sokoth, as the Kai of the Ephedamon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits at a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he, had armed, he was armed with a coat of mail. A weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass, and he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are ye come to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. And if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then, we, then will we be your servants. And if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that he may, we may fight together. And when Saul and all the Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. 
So what was about this man that caused everybody to run, to run in fear, to be cowards? What was it about him? Somebody. Huh? Why? Why? He was big. <laughs> any, any others? But he was big, and he was intimidating. And I would say all the giants in our life appear big to us, and we probably do not conquer them like we should, and we are in coward to them, and we run and hide. Forty days they did this. Well then, um, this word, um, they were dismayed and greatly afraid, would be to be shattered or to break down in fear, as there is no way we'll be able to fight this man and win. And then David comes along in verse 37, or 32 to 37. Now, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant keep his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. And the servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistines shall be as one of them, seeing ye have, he hath defiled the armies of the living God. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And I can't imagine what Saul was thinking, this little boy of... You know, their lives were at stake. They were, would have to be servant to the Philistines. Now, David understood a few things here. For one, it wasn't just Goliath he was fighting, but it was the two gods. It was the god of the Israel armies, and it was the god of the Philistines' army. So who is the biggest? We would say the God of the Israelites' army. So why were they afraid of the God of the Philistine army? Well, I don't know if they were necessarily scared of the, the God, but they were more scared of the, the, the giant. The size, nine feet, nine, standing there with brass and the sun reflecting off that brass and very intimidating. So then David went 
he selected five smooth stones and went to meet Goliath. Now, why five stones? <laughs> okay, and were they there? Well, we don't know. Um, I would assume the one brother was there. But did you know that of these five stones, two were brothers and three were sons of Goliath? They were Goliath's sons. And so I want to read that. So he did select five stones, but David only used one. And the other five were killed later on. So go to 2 Samuel chapter 21. And I'll start reading with verse 15. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against Philistines. And David waxed faint. And Nesh, uh, Bibinab, Bibinab, I had these words all figured out. Now I get up here and when I go to read it, some of it is Bibinab which was the son of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight. And he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, succored him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more with us to battle, that thou should quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was a, again a battle with the Philistines of Gob. Then Zebekai the Hushathite slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giant. And there was again a battle of Cob with the Philistines, where Ihanan, the son of Jer. Origen, uh, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Now he would have been, um, he would have been the brother of, of Goliath. And there was yet a battle in Gath, which was a man of great stature, which had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty-four in number, and he also was born to the giant. And when he defiled Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemiah, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant of Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. So I want to look at, at these four giants, five giants, and compare them kind of what we face today. And it's interesting to look at the, the words, the Hebrew words of these men. I want to look at Goliath and going back to, you won't have to, but if you go back to um, 1 Samuel, it says that Goliath 
And he would mean like a reviler or the word comes through mockery. So he, he's defiled, defied the, the God of the Israelites. It's kind of a, he mocked them as like, where's, where's your God? How big is your God? And he kind of made light of them. Cursing, verbal abuse came from this giant's mouth. And David would have looked at that as mocking God than his size. So when he approached Goliath, he did not look at him as being a, a threat, but he looked at him as a possibility of God showing his power to the Israelites of who, and, and the Philistines of who God really is. So and I don't know if we would say that giant would be something that we struggle with. Do we, I don't know if we're around that many people who blaspheme God, curse God. Um, we hear it, but we don't face it. And I know sometimes you hear it on the, on the news or on the radio or something, and you know, you, you have thoughts go through us, but you never, we've never come to a point where we stand up to those individuals face to face. Now it could be that someday we will have to stand before that Goliath or a giant and uh, deal with it. Why did, um, in the, the, the ish, Ishbabeth, Ishbabeth Nob, <laughs> you know which giant I'm talking about, the one that almost took David's life. If you, the Hebrew word would be Ishbabeth is to sit down and judge, so it's to, to be the judge, and the Nobi is, would be a high place. So this this giant would be one that sits down in high places, in a high place, and would be referred as, as pride, putting himself above everybody else. And that's, I think, is a Goliath that we would probably, or a giant that we would probably face more today, is how do I deal with this pride in my life? You know, I feel like people are looking up to me and, and I'm enjoying it, and I feel like I gotta have control of things, and I'm, it's because I'm good. That could be a giant that we face today. Um, and then, of course, he was slain, which I wanna get back, I wanna come to that a little bit later. You know, David, after years of military experience, the killing of Goliath, and winning battle after battle, almost was killed by this giant of pride. And that would be uh, a struggle in life when you are in places where people look up to you as not thinking that you're good. And that leads to 
what Joe was talking about, it leads to sin. And that would be our, our desire, our lust, is to have more of that. And we strive for more. And we don't know when to stop. And the next thing you know, God has to deal with it. Deal with us. In James, it talks about giving grace to the humble, but resisting the proud. And you'll find that these people that have that giant of pride will eventually fall. <clears throat> and then, of course, there was a battle, and Bishai, David's servant, then stepped in and, and killed that giant. And then there was another battle, Seth, Sap, also a son of Goliath. And this man uh, name means double-faced, which means hypocrisy. So being a hypocrite is a giant, I think, that we would probably struggle with. We want to we wanna appear good on the outside, but on the inside, we don't want people to know what I'm thinking. We don't want people to know what, what I do behind closed doors. And it's a, it's a hypocrite. I think that's a sin that uh, the Pharisees struggled with it. And I think it's a sin that we, we struggle with too at times. You know, we, we don't want to be caught. And sometimes sin exposes itself and then we have to uh, make it right. But um, Sebekai killed Saf. And he would have been a giant. And then there was a, another battle and Lami was killed. Now, the, the word in Second Samuel doesn't mention his name, but if you go to First Chronicles, it does. If I can get it here. First Chronicles 20, verse 5. It says, And there was war again with the Philistines and Elhanah, which I would have read, the son of Jer slew Lami, the brother of Goliath the Gittite, whose spear staff was like a weaver's beam. So um, that's where we get the word Lami. He would have been, um, yeah, he would have killed, killed him. And then uh, we see the fifth giant, which had six fingers and six toes. And it doesn't mention his name, so you can't look up the meaning of his name. But it refers to, First Chronicles also refers to him as being a, a, a man. And we get the idea of greed, you know, you have all this extra fingers and you, I just thought I, um, I wanted to read that First Chronicles. And yet again, there was a war at Gath and there was a man of great stature whose fingers and toes were four and 26 on each hand and six on each foot. And there were also was the son of the giant. And then when he defied Israel, then he was, killed by Jonathan power grab greed covetousness always wanting more going to the extent of, of 
even take advantage of people, killing people. I mean, it's a giant I think that we, we as Christians can face, always wanting more, never satisfied with enough. And that's a giant that needs to be conquered. Is there a giant in your life that you can't conquer? I mentioned a few. These are the, the five that would, that would have been mentioned in, here in the scripture. But think of fear as being a giant, and Israelites would have experienced that. Uh, think of bitterness as a giant, because bitterness can lead you down a path that will destroy you. And it's, it's huge. You know, a giant is huge. So it's a huge thing in our life that we have to, to conquer. Uh, worry can be part of that. Or depression can be a big giant that we just can't seem to conquer. Or be just discouragement. Um, thinking of lust, the desiring of uh, fleshly things can be a huge giant. That's one giant I think I missed. Um, okay, Lem, I, I mentioned his name, but I didn't uh, mention his, what it means. Lami, which was the brother of Goliath, means full of food. And so you would consider him as someone who has all he wanted when it comes to food. And you, so you get the picture of him as a big guy and huge. But you also get the idea of, of fulfilling the lust of your desires, always wanting more, never, you're always full. You're always satisfied because of your your lifestyle is going that direction. Coveting and so on. <clears throat> so what is that giant in your life that is weighing you down to a point that you're coward and you're afraid of? In other words, if one of these that I mentioned comes to your mind, or maybe you can think of others that you're struggling with. You know, you look at it as, I just can't conquer it. I just can't get over it. This just giant seems too big. So here I am, 40 years later, and I'm still cowered toward that. In other words, I'm not too concerned about the idea of that giant taking me away from God. I'm not too concerned about that giant destroying my relationship with God. 
and I'm not too concerned about what that giant says about my God. I'm more concerned about how big that giant is in my life, and I can't conquer it. It's not a problem, as David would say. It's a possibility, so let's deal with it, is what he would say. Let's fight it. Yeah, it seems big, but let's fight it. So how did he, how do we fight this, these huge giants in our life? Well, I want to look at the words of the men who fought the battles, or fought the giants and won. And I thought that was interesting. We see David. David would be um, be beloved or loved. So, in other words, David's name would say would fit his character of, you know, I love God with all my heart. It fits the character of, in his house, do I want to. To go, his word I want to meditate day and night, is because David's heart uh, that that would fit his his name. So the way you would conquer that giant would be to love, to love God. And so, if you have a giant in your life, you have to love God more than you love that giant. And that's what David did, and David destroyed it. You know, in looking at David, the situation there, David sent him, David's father sent him to the um, army, or to the battle, and what they did was the, the boys would go to battle, and then, like, they would bring food in to him. And so that's what he did. The father told David, I want you to go and give it to the guards and then check the welfare of my other sons that are there. And so that's what he did. And that's when David heard um, Goliath the Defiant. Looking up the next uh, Abishai who killed his giant, I got to do what my wife says I got to be careful of doing. His giant was pride. So, how do you conquer pride? Well, the meaning of Abishai is grace. A gift, well, actually, the actual meaning is my father is a gift. So, if you look at his, his, the meaning of his name, my father is a gift, and what does God give us? He gives us grace. So when we're going through that struggle with um, this giant of pride, God is saying, I'm going to give you the grace to go through that bat and kill that giant. If we look up the name um, who killed Saf was Sebekai. It means corpse-like. In other words, 
it means that he has died to self. So if you're going to win this battle of conquering hypocrisy, a double standard, a double life, if that giant is in your life, you have to die to self. And dying to self is a giant that we have to face. And I think we have to, to um, fight it because that will destroy us also. We look up Elkanah, Elhanan. He's the one who killed his giant, the giant uh, that was sensual. I think I have that right. This giant, yeah, was sensual of lust, and it was conquered by, and if you look up his word, it means God is gracious. And that's interesting. Again, using the grace of God as giving you the power to conquer that lust thoughts in your life, those things that we are lusting after. So have we used any of these weapons. And then the fifth one, which is greed, Jonathan killed him. That would have been the sixth finger. And his name means Jehovah given. So God has given us his, himself for us. We don't need anything other than him. You know, um, we read uh, the parables are the, of, of God, uh, Jesus teaching, do not God feed the sparrows? Can he not feed us? You know, going to him with, for our daily bread? So, so if you want to conquer greed, I think you need to look at what, I, what God has given to me is from God. What I have is from God. And I accept that. So how do you conquer your giants? Or do you want to conquer your giant? Or maybe you don't have a giant. I guarantee you, in your lifetime, you will. You'll have something that will destroy you or try to destroy you and take you away from God. That's a giant. And that giant has to be killed. And I think if we use those five ways, I think it'll go a long ways in our, in our battle. <clears throat> Love God with all your heart. Love his word and love to be with godly people. 
pride. God will give you grace to go through that. And God will give you grace to go through any of your uh, giants. And hypocrisy is dying to self. And I think if if we would die to ourselves, a lot of our things in our lives can be conquered. But we love ourselves too much. And then God is gracious. God will give you the grace that you need to conquer that giant. And everything you have in life is from God. If we can grasp all that, you have the tools to fight that giant. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this, um, for your word and just how you've brought all these things out and the, the men that actually killed the men that defiled you and the meanings behind it. I just really appreciated that. And so I just pray that you would give us the grace that we need to conquer our giants, whether it be fear or bitterness or worry or pride, any of those lusts, any of those things, Lord, we really need to destroy them. And we need to do it quickly because once it gets deeper and deeper, it seems like it just destroys our relationship with you. And we do want to stand before you pure, and we do want to stand before you as being one who fought our giants and through you and won. So give us that grace. Thank you for tonight, for each one that came out. Just bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.